0: you have a vivid imagination. That means you can imagine all sorts of things that might happen, or could happen, or that you want to happen. Maybe you imagine there are fairies at the bottom of your garden. Or maybe you like to make up your own stories where it's easy for you to imagine all kinds of magical lands and interesting characters. Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's episode is an original tale written by me about a young girl who has a very vivid imagination. But it means she imagines all sorts of terrible catastrophes which takes all the enjoyment out of her life until one day she finds the perfect way to use her imagination. Thanks again to all of you who have been taking the time to rate, review and share this podcast with others. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment now to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, Let's take a journey with Catastrophe Kate. Kate O'Connor was a girl with a knack for imagining the most dreadful of catastrophes. When she heard a tiny tip-tip-tap on her window, she at once imagined it to be some scary dragon with its sharp scales scraping across the glass. In her mind she could see its red eyes all a glitter and its fiery breath all a flash and a flame. When she discovered that it was nothing more than a little robin's beak peck, peck, pecking on the pane, she breathed a big sigh of relief. But it wasn't long before she began another bout of imagining. When she saw a strange squiggle of a shadow slither across the wall, she imagined it must be some enormous snake that had squirmed its way through the floorboards. In her mind she could see it, curled and coiled around her middle, hissing and twisting and squeezing as its forked tongue darted to and fro and its angry eyes sizzled and sparked and scorched. When she discovered that it was nothing more than the shadow of her mother's flimsy scarf fluttering in the draught, she wiped her brow and gasped, "'Oh, thank goodness!' But it wasn't long before she began yet another bout of imagining. This time, when she spied an odd set of footprints down her garden path, she at once imagined they must belong to some horrid three-eyed, eight-footed monster with horns and tails and tongues that had come to guzzle her flesh and grind her bones. When she discovered that they only belonged to the rowdy twins next door who made them by dragging their dog up the path dressed in a monster moose costume she shook her head and gulped Oh, very scary! And of course it wasn't long before she began another bout of imagining. Catastrophe Kate! Everyone called her and they watched in wonder as she collected a clutter of knick-knacks and contraptions designed to cope with the worst catastrophe she could imagine. In her bedroom window loomed a large, scruffy scarecrow. He keeps away the robbers and stray Martians, she explained to her parents. In a corner by the front door stood a pogo stick that Kate used for jumping up high to see over dresses and doors. It helps me scout out any spiders or scorpions that may be scuttling there, she told her friends. And right before she went to sleep at night, Kate pulled out a boomerang from beneath her pillow and hurled it at the closet door to spook out any skeletons that might be lurking there. Some people tried to reason with Kate. You're letting your imagination run wild, they scolded but nothing anyone could say could keep Kate from her imaginings. Day after day they grew wilder and wilder until it seemed Kate could have no fun at all. When her cousin Mattie invited her on a trip to the zoo, Kate agreed at first. What fun! she trilled. But then... Her imagination let loose. First, she imagined the tiger escaping from his cage. She even heard him roar. She saw him leap and pounce and swipe. She saw the glint in his eyes and the snap of his jaws. Next, she imagined the elephants breaking loose. Then the hippos charging and the gorillas on the rampage. She saw crowds of people in a panic and a fluster. She turned white and wobbly. I- I've changed my mind, she said. I don't want to go to the zoo today, thank you. And nothing Maddy said could cajole Kate into going. On another day, her friends invited her on a picnic. At first, Kate was thrilled. Oh, yes, I'd be delighted, she cried. She imagined the flowery tablecloths all covered with plates of chicken legs, strawberry tarts and dollops of clotted cream. But then her imagination went down another path. In her mind she saw a bee buzzing by, then another and another and another until soon... There was a whole swarm of them, buzzing and bumbling and stinging. Now she saw her friends swiping and swatting and screaming and screeching. She saw herself leaping and jumping and racing to the river. In she plunged, only to come face to face with an enormous snapping crocodile. Through gritted teeth, Kate told her friends, I've changed my mind. No picnic for me today, thank you very much. She closed the door and watched from the window as her friend sauntered off, laden with blankets and books and baskets. And so life for Kate O'Connor may well have passed her by in a blur of imagined catastrophes and calamities had it not been for the day Her next-door neighbour, Mrs McAllister, came banging on her door. Quick, quick, she shrieked as she bundled her twins into Kate O'Connor's house. I need you to watch my boys while I try and find the dog. He's run off again. So while Kate's mother went to weed the garden, Kate led the twins into the kitchen and fed them dates and raisins and slivered almonds. She eyed them wittily. Who knows how much damage a pair of rowdy boys could do, she thought. And sure enough, it wasn't long before those two began their shenanigans. Round and round the room they zoomed. Up and down the stairs they cantered. Through the whole house they capered and cavorted. They tripped on the cat. They toppled a chair. They broke a vase. They even bumped their heads. What a terrible tangled fangle it was if this keeps up thought Kate they'll tear the house to shreds and break their bones to pieces something must be done stop she commanded sit down here at once then Kate O'Connor did something she had never done before something she had been born to do With those two boys scrunched at her feet With her imagination on the rampage She began to tell a story A scintillating story Then another and another and another Until it seemed as though an endless stream poured out of her the likes of which those children had never heard before. There were tales of monsters and minotaurs, labyrinths and lairs, rollicking adventures, marvellous deeds, startling quests and wondrous feats. And all the while those terrible twins sat still and silent with saucer eyes and hanging jaws. When Mrs McAllister returned with dog in tow, she marvelled to see her sons so rapt and spellbound. Kate waved then goodbye with promises of more tales to come. That was the day a storyteller was born in Kate O'Connor's heart. Now there was little time for her catastrophic imaginings. She went on picnics and trips to the zoo whenever she wanted. And if by chance some stray imagined catastrophe happened to slip into her mind, Kate simply stowed it away to tuck into her next tale to be told or story to be spun. Just as all good storytellers must do. So, where do you think I got the idea for this story? Yes, I bet some of you said, maybe I got the idea from my own childhood, and you would be right. When I was a wee girl, I did have a habit for imagining all sorts of terrible scenarios, and now, years later, I simply tuck away all my imaginings into the next story I want to write. If this story painted any pictures in your imagination, do send us your drawings to www.journeywithstory.com. Click on the contact us and attach your picture to the form that you fill out. Cheerio then, join me next time for Journey with Story. Music and post-production was by Colette Jonas.